This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oliver's celebrating its 20th birthday this year, so to mark the occasion, we're re-releasing 20 of our favourite podcast episodes over the next month. Listen again to some old favourites or discover hidden gems you might have missed as we dive deep into the back catalogue. And don't forget there are more than 400 podcast episodes in the archive. Just head to olivemagazine.com to find out more. In this episode, Supper Club host Cherry Tang shares 10 things you need to know about Cantonese food and cooking including the importance of Cantonese soup, the essential store cupboard ingredients you'll need, and why fat is flavour. Okay, I'm delighted to welcome Cherry Tang to the podcast today. Cherry is a London-based supper club host specialising in Cantonese home cooking. She was born in Hong Kong, where she grew up watching her grandfather cooking large family feasts for Chinese festivals. And after moving to London, she started cooking the dishes she used to eat back home for friends and family, eventually starting her supper club in Southeast London in 2012. Cherry also writes recipes and guides for websites and has a brilliant Instagram called Feed the Tang, where she regularly shares recipes and videos. Welcome, Cherry. Thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today we're going to share 10 things you need to know about Cantonese food and cooking. But first of all, could you just explain a little more about Cantonese food and the area in China it comes from? Yeah, so Cantonese food is like um, in the Canton area. So Canton area is more like the southern part of China, um, including Guangzhou and Hong Kong and Shenzhen, the whole area. And you can pretty much put... Macau in there as well. Okay. Um, but Hong Kong and uh, Macau specifically have loads of Western influence. That's why it's sort of like um, a bit move on from the traditional uh, Cantonese food. But all in all is from that 
from that region. Yeah. Yeah. And then you grew up in Hong Kong. So obviously that's is that heavily influenced by that cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of fresh produce and in, fresh ingredients and then a lot of um, stir fried, um, but not a lot of um, spices, for example. Yeah. That's very different from... Um, what we used to in this country, for example, like Malaysian, Singaporean, like yeah. the, the, the kind of pan-Asian cuisine that we kind of exposed to here. Yeah. Lots of spices and stuff, but it, we don't use a lot of that yeah. in, in Cantonese cooking. Cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll hear a lot about that when mm. we're going through your points, because we've got quite a lot to get through. <laughs> but um, first of all, you want to talk about the importance of fresh ingredients in Cantonese cooking, because a lot of it is ingredient focused, isn't it? About allowing the ingredient to shine. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just give you a typical example, like if I have to do like a stir fry, mm. it normally contain like two veg and one protein, for example. It can be fish, it can be chicken, but all of the ingredients are um, pretty much in season. Um, my, my When I was small, we would go to the wet market and pick the, just pick it from whatever, pick from the farm and then... Um, the protein as well, maybe fish, then it would be like catch of the day. They're all live in the market and then they just you just choose which one you want and then you, you take it home and, and you make a dish out of all of that. It's, yeah. it's really fresh. Yeah. So that is quite important. It doesn't really require much of like focusing on that or we were not taught to eat that way. It's just, it's just the way it is. Okay. Uh, it's just the way that we're used to it. Yeah. And what about the, so when you're doing that are you are you shopping daily, weekly? I mean how do you yeah, shop? Yeah, so um normally yes we shop uh daily. Okay. Exactly when I was growing up um my parents um or my like my aunt she, she she's a great cook and my like big inspiration she goes to the market every day. Yeah. In the morning like 8 9 o'clock to to get like ingredients for both meals but it's a bit different like um the older generation um the the, the housewife they don't go into office or work or unlike right yeah. unlike, unlike here or nowadays like both parents would go to work then we normally do like a whole week of shopping mm. um, so that's a bit different yeah but when I was growing up it's all it about was every day yeah, every just day pick, going there seeing what was good and, and exactly making your, building your meal around yeah. that and it's always like um most of the meals contain like dinner um steamed fish yeah. for example it, it's just so simple yeah just buy the fish and they prepare it for you um take the scales off and, and then take inside everything out and then you just chuck it on the plate on the steamer 10 minutes Spring onion and ginger and hot oil, that's yeah, it. And that's and how you is, finish it Yeah, off. exactly. I think yeah. I saw a video of you doing it at Supper Club where you had all these amazing whole fish with the spring onion. <laughs> and you're, you're pouring. It's a really hot, hot oil, And yeah. that like brings, just brings out the whole flavor exactly. of everything. Yeah, I yeah. So it kind of like um, bringing out the fragrance from the uh, ginger and spring yeah. onion. Yeah. So it's kind of, if you just crunch them, it's quite raw, isn't yeah, it? But yeah. then if you have the drizzle with really hot oil, it's not parcel cook them yeah. and then we release the flavor it's really nice I love yeah. that. and then your second point was the importance of dried ingredients because mm. it's not just the fresh it's the stuff that we keep as well T tell us about that yeah so like hong kong is traditionally a fishing village so there were loads of um freshly catch maybe like scallops or like um prawns but they 
the fishermen can resell them. Right. There's not. It depends on the day. So they will dry them on like just outside under the sun for a few days, and then it kind of intensifies the flavor. Yeah. And then you can buy them in like vacuum sealed pack. And then you can I normally buy them, and then I will store them in the fridge. You can add a few of them into soup. Yeah. Then it will just add the flavor to it. So a typical dish is, um, you know, glass noodles. Yeah. So um, I just cook the glass noodle first, and then take it out on the side, and then I will make a broth. Just throw in a, a few pieces of ginger, some Chinese cabbages, and then put in some dried scallops or mm. um, prawns. And then let it simmer for maybe 15, 20 minutes and yeah. give it a light broth. Put back the glass noodles in, drizzle some maybe chopped chive and then sesame oil. That's it. That's that's like a, that's like a dish like, yeah. already. Wow. Yeah. And you're getting so much flavor from those as well, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just It's a bit like um, cured ham. Yeah. You think of it that way. Yeah. But it just like Intensifies exactly. the flavor. Yeah. And you yeah. put dehydrated mushrooms on there as well as one of your... Yeah. So it's like the shiitake mushroom that we all are familiar with here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing. Mushroom as well. I use a lot of them with uh, vegetables. Yeah. So um, soak them... I have a big jar at home, like maybe there are like 50 in there. So I just pick four or five and then soak them before I go to work in the morning. I come back and then they will be like all plum and nice. And And then I slice them and then I just fry them with um, like broccoli with some oyster sauce. Um, That's it. And there's 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 a dish. And they've yeah. got like a particular flavor as well, haven't they? Oh, sorry, texture as well as the flavor, haven't they? Yeah, so they're a little bit more gummy, chewy yeah. compared to fresh mushroom. Yeah, yeah so it's a really um, great alternative to uh, like protein, like yeah. meat. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love number three because I was watching you make a video um, <laughs> of uh, your like, it, it's kind of like a, to, to the Western thing, a tomato and egg scramble, and you've got quite a few of them, and it looks so delicious. Yeah. But you say, like, we love eggs. Yeah, Tell us all so, about that. So, yeah, so we love eggs. There are, like, so many different variations you can do of eggs. So, first of all, steam egg. So it, it is like really silky, smooth steam egg that I made. Um, wow, it is it's a typical home home dish at yeah. home. It's, it's so easy and so moist, so comforting. Um Basically, is you just beat like normally three or four eggs, yeah. and then you add one point five times of the water okay. on top. Mix it well, and then you can use chicken stock as well. Um, steam it for around ten minutes. Again, drizzle with um, some hot oil and soy sauce. Yeah, that's it. It is it. It's wow. so simple. And what's and it's the so texture good. like? Sort of. It's good. it's a bit like um, less like really silky tofu. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah. the water light, lightens it all exactly, up. Exactly, so it'll wobble on the, yeah, yeah. On the spoon. <laughs> it's really cool. So that's Fantastic. like the, the, the basic one. Um, almost like one of the first dishes I learned because uh, <laughs> when I came over for university, it just... It's, it's so it's, easy. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. easy to and make. cheap as well. Yeah. Exactly. So it doesn't require much skills. One, you know the formula that I just told you. So yeah, so that's first one. Then second is like scramble eggs. Yeah. Scramble egg is a bit different from what you we can like do, the traditional yeah. here. They are a bit more runny. Um, 
scrambled egg, you can eat as, as it is. Or a typical way is you can find them in a cafe in Hong Kong, like Western Cafe. Yeah. You just eat in between like white bread. So it's like warm oh. egg sandwich. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. awesome. Like my dad made it for my daughter yeah. uh, when he came over and my daughter just loved it. And then she, oh, no, she, she, called, it all the time. she called it grandpa's sandwich. It's <laughs> grandpa's egg sandwich. It's really sweet. Yeah, so that is like another thing. Um, so, and then you start to like add in some vegetables like the tomato and egg that we talk about. Yeah. It's a typical dish. It, everyone have like different version of it. I add ketchup and then uh, a <laughs> tiny bit of garlic as well. Okay. Some people would add um, sesame oil or like like the different different yeah. people will have their own recipe from yeah, yeah, yeah. from their aunts or their parents. It's 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 quite it's quite nice uh, to see the different different. And you kind. cook it quite fast, don't you? As well, yeah, no, yeah. I, I know we've got this slightly obsessive thing about oh, you know, cook it re- scrambled eggs. We cook it really, really gently. Some people do it in a double boiler, you know, but you you do it in sort of thirty seconds. Yeah. So the 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 I know the trick is you cook the egg fast. And then really quickly in a hot wok. And then uh, you sort of like push it around and then to make it like into like a, a nice looking layered um, egg yeah. chunk. And then you take it out <laughs> and then you fry whatever vegetables, um, like tomato if you want. Or um, I sometimes put um, prawns as well. Mm. So big tiger prawn is nice. really nice. And you, you fry the prawns and then you add the egg back in a bit of sesame oil and spring onion, and then out. The whole dish takes around like five minutes. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. And then number four, you were going to talk about um, Cantonese soup. And I was reading, um, and I don't know if this is correct, that different soups... Are often used for different health benefits when things yeah. added to them. Tell us yeah. a bit about that. So, um, so the soup play a really big part in a family meal mm. in the Canton area, I would say, especially when I growing up. It's always about um, 
nourishing. Right. It depends on the season or if you have a late night. It's normally your parents come in and tell you, oh, you have an exam, you've been studying so hard, um, let's have a bowl of soup. <laughs> like, if you don't feel like eating, just just drink some soup. Oh. It is it have that kind of value in it as yeah. well. That's why it's, it's not just a bowl of soup to yeah. a lot of us. Is about like caring and taking care of your body. Mm. That's a tough thing. So now I normally would drink um, like a broth. So this is like a really simple version. I actually make pap papaya and pork ribs. Oh, the wow. papaya will contribute a really sweet uh, taste to the to the broth, and then obviously the the popcorn will will, will contribute the, the meaty taste. Mm. And then I just chuck in some uh, pearl barley and ginger. Mm. Normally, I, I would just drink it instead of dinner sometimes, if, if, especially on a hot day. Yeah. Obviously, hot day, you may want an ice cream or something. But I, I, I sometimes I just feel like I want something comforting. Yeah. Then the soup is, is, is kind of really light and give me that kind of thing that I need, but I can still feel satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that gives me that kind of comfort. Um, but we also have another kind which is really um herbal um based like for example we will put a lot of um maybe red dates and then goji berries and then we may simmer it with um some chicken and sometimes you put ginseng in it okay so it's more like oh mm -hmm. um Chicken, everyone knows chicken soup have yeah, like health benefits, right? Yeah, really. So like red date is supposed to be really good for women. Like it's like a traditional thing that mm. in Chinese medicine that we, we, we learn, like especially when you are on your cycle and then you red dates is give red you that dates. extra yeah, extra energy. Um then, then goji berries really good for your eyes, and so every single ingredient yeah, it sounds really restorative. Yeah, like it, it's it, really it gonna, just to it just to give yeah. you a bit of. Uh, obviously, you're not gonna have better eyesight after drinking that bowl of soup, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like okay, yeah, you you've been like reading so much. Let's like have a bit of goji berry. It's yeah. like people ask you to eat more blueberries. Mm. It's kind of the same thing. Um, it's kind of like how we how we learn about our food through. The ingredients yeah. that we're familiar with growing up, yeah, so that, that 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 is that is that is great. And obviously, in like banquet and big meal, there's always really um, expensive ingredients like sea cucumber, okay. that sort of soup, and then yeah. So like infinite varieties of soup, exactly. basically. Yeah, exactly. So if you yeah. eat, if you say if you went to um, a traditional Cantonese restaurant, would they have a lot of soups on the menu, or would they just have one that they specialized in? Well, it depends on the day. So it's quite funny. Like I don't recall we will have a large um, soup menu. Right. But it's always um, the soup of the day. Okay. So same as you, <laughs> yeah. like that. It's always yeah, soup yeah, of yeah. the day that um, the manager will come around, uh, yeah, the manager will come around to the table and hey, like, hey, um, you order like 10 dishes. Yeah. Like tonight, do, do you want to, some soup to start? We yeah, have this yeah, soup. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like the host will normally, normally say, oh mm. yeah, this sounds amazing. And then they may give us for free for the yeah. round. It, it, that, that, that kind so of thing is really So would the soup come sweet. at the start of the meal always yes. to kind yeah. of... Yes. Yeah. So if we are 
um, in a restaurant normally come start of the meal. Yeah. Um, if it's a banquet, it may come in the middle of the meal. Oh, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a break between yeah. between the carbs and then the the, the protein. And yeah. then uh, when we're at home, it's just on the side. Some yeah. family drink the soup first. Some some family drink at the end. Love it. Yeah. So there's no like special rule yeah. when you should drink soup. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, all right, number five. Let's talk about some cupboard essentials. T- tell us what yours are. Yeah. So at the beginning of the podcast, mm. I did mention that we don't use a lot of spices. Yeah. So what you really need in a Cantonese kitchen, I would say, soy sauce, like light soy sauce, dark soy sauce. The difference is the light soy sauce more salty. Yeah. Dark soy sauce is give the color. The color. Yeah. And then and and they're also more thick as well. Dark soy sauce, and then white pepper. Uh, rice wine, like Shaoqing wine, yeah. and then um, cornstarch, oyster sauce, uh, rock sugar, and sweet bean sauce. There are loads more condiments yeah. you can have, obviously, but I would say to like start in Cantonese cooking, yeah. these are the most important ingredient. Oh, yeah, sorry, also sesame oil. Sesame oil, yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. all quite, like you said, they're quite subtle flavors, aren't they? It's not like banging your face flavors it's all quite nice subtle exactly so it's more about tasting the ingredient yeah that's the main thing yeah so that so so if i if i make the broccoli with mushroom mm. i would really want to taste the mushroom i may just add the oyster sauce um just like a couple of tablespoons okay. that's it i'm not going to have like a the sauce is not gonna not Take gonna over be all over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. that idea as yeah. well. Yeah. So that 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 basically what what it is. You you get good ingredients, mm. and then you don't need a lot of other things. So you're just kind of trying to bring out the flavor of the mm. ingredient rather than overpower the flavor of the ingredient. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a really nice way of cooking. <laughs> and you also say for your number six, fat fat is good. And yeah. You're going to tell me why. <laughs> I think it's good anyway. So I'm I'm on your team. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a flavor, yeah. right? So um, a very, very typical dish is uh, it's called seal yolk. So it's crispy pork belly. Mm. It's Cantonese roast meat. Is I'm like just, I think it should be, it should be, <laughs> there should be an award or something of whoever <laughs> created this. <laughs> so we have like roast whole suckling pig for yeah. a lot of celebration feast, And then... Um, and if you walk down the street in Hong Kong, there's always um, one or two Chinese, Cantonese roast meat like okay. place on the street. And in the lunchtime, you would just get like a lunchbox with either two or three mix and match roast meat. So okay. um, roast duck, um, crispy pork belly, and then like um, maybe just poached chicken as yeah. well, um, or soy sauce chicken, and then it's on 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 rice. So. Go back to why fat is good. So in particular, crispy pork belly, the perfect one is always like really crispy skin. Mm. Um, it's a bit different from here. The crackling is a lot, it's, it's thinner. Thin. So it's just about to to crunch it. You don't really need to work on it. Okay, and just then get through. Right yeah. after that is a very even layer of um, fat, lean meat fat. And then yeah. it just... In your mouth, it's just gonna melt. Oh my god! <laughs> that that is the best thing ever, and my my daughter love it. So it's is is that that really needs um 
the fat to bring out the flavor. Yeah, and also, um, let's say chicken. Yeah. Um, rarely we will eat breast because it just, maybe it's because we do a lot of stir fry. So it's really hard to make it really tasty using yeah. the breast unless you tenderize it, mm. which are lots of like places do in restaurant or takeaway here. And it's kind of giving that sort of thick meat texture. Yeah. I don't like that. But if you use thigh instead, yeah. then you don't need to do anything with it. Yeah, so it just it just it it just look a lot more juicy, and yeah. when you taste it, it's just um, easier to chew. It's, mm. Yeah, the whole thing is more smooth. And all right, for number seven, you're going to tell me a little bit about family meals and the kind of things that you would share for various occasions. Yeah, so um, when my grandfather was still around. Um, we would go to have dim sum every week. Um, remember, it's either Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon yeah. um, with all my aunts and uncles. Um, some of them move away f- um, from our hometown on Hong Kong Island. So um, they would come back to the hometown to have like a meal with my grandfather. So that is really sweet because yeah. it's like a family thing. It doesn't, it's not that long. It's like an hour. Yeah. Um, we just chat about what happened during the week. And normally as a child, <laughs> I just sit on the table and just look kind of bored. And then ask my dad to buy <laughs> like, like a magazine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ask my dad to buy a magazine for me. But now I think about it is really um i really miss it yeah yeah it's 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 really something i have to do every saturday or sunday like come on get up you need to go your grandfather is waiting (laughs) and i think dim sums become a lot more popular and people are kind of but it's still um traditional dim sum is where you sit and you would have the trolleys coming around with the dumplings on is that right Yeah, yeah so um but unfortunately, even that is uh, is quite rare in Hong Kong okay. now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in uh, Guangzhou, maybe is is more. Yeah. Um, but now you have the paper, you order, and then they and take, then they take just it bring from your the kitchen. Steamers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's is 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 all like that now. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's convenience as well, isn't it? But I, I guess lo- maybe it's also hygienic. Yeah. Like, like I remember when uh, the trolley came out from the kitchen because it's um, a bit of a mix. You don't know what's in it because okay. it's whatever is ready. Okay. So it's not like a a, a steam bow trolley. It's not like no. that. It's it's like uh, steam spare ribs and then siu mai and then you have prawn dumpling and then the char siu bao, like the roast roast pork bun maybe in the bottom so you have to like oh what is it it's, it's like a treasure hunt <laughs> yeah it, it's really fun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that <laughs> and what, what what other things have we got in there yeah so um so dim sum is like a weekly thing yeah uh, depends on your family traditions and then we have a festival for example meat autumn festival is really big um we would have a big family meal. Um, so uh, my aunt, she would cook maybe like 10 to 15 dishes okay. by herself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, all her children will go home. Like they are my cousins, but they're a bit older than me. So they all have their kids as well. Yeah. So like a big family gathering in her house and like chicken, um, steamed fish, um, prawns and vegetables 
and then sometimes maybe some a roast meat that you would buy from the shop. So just fill yeah. the table up. Yeah, always soup as well. It's amazing. Yeah, so my supper club like idea is it's come so, from that. Yeah, yeah. is I I I don't serve dish by dish. It's like yeah. a little bit of like maybe dumpling or something as a bite to start with, and then the sharing. Everything in the yeah. middle and everyone just goes exactly. for it, like family style. Yeah, so this of. is really how we eat yeah. um, growing up. So that's like festival, um, obviously Chinese New Year as well. Yeah. That's another thing. Every single dish have a name and have meaning. Yeah. Uh, steamed fish means because uh, you sounds like leftovers so it's nice to have something left over okay yeah and then if we have chicken it's always a whole chicken mm. it's for completeness and then we were for dessert we have tong yun which is like glutinous rice ball yeah um the name is tong yun so also like uh union reunion oh, that nice. sort of thing yeah so all of your things have a have a meaning behind it so that's that's quite fun for chinese new year um apart from dim sum um you know, like nowadays, when when I go back to Hong Kong, see my parents, I also have my brother's family yeah. as well. Um, we can't really meet every week because we have kids and it's not easy with, with, with everyone. So when, when we meet up, we normally do hot pot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so hot pot is, is easy to prepare. You just get the fresh ingredient from the market raw, and then you lay them out on the table. You, you can have fish, you can have pork, you can have beef. You can even buy wild gill slices. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I uh, broth in a pot and then it's like a, a stove, normally a camping stove in the middle. Oh, of so your, the pot, you keep the broth yeah, simmering. Exactly, simmering. simmering. And then yeah. you cook your own food. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the broth is big varieties. You can have spicy, you can have plain like coconut and chicken. Mm. Um, you can actually get hot pot restaurant everywhere yeah like i've seen it's few, become yeah. really again that's another thing that seems to become quite popular yeah, recently yeah, it's quite a feel in chinatown yeah. and um i think a lot of people are used to the really spicy sichuan broth and then right, okay. maybe maybe got put off by it because oh it's too spicy and yeah. too oily but actually you can get like a half half oh, so okay. it will be a a pot like a casserole size yeah and then have a split in the middle and then is you can have the non-spicy and the spicy yeah yeah and, and how do you how do you actually cook your is it do you have like little tongs or do you have yeah so you have like a, a spare of chopsticks for raw meat to put in right. and then you kind of use your own or there's like a little sieve to, yeah. to fish it out and how do you know which bit's yours <laughs> so you don't so out. normally you just chuck everything <laughs> oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah but there's an art as well like like because people who <clears throat> don't know how to yeah. like do proper that pop, pop properly. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would put for some of the meat first and yeah. they would put dumplings and then they would put oh. vegetables on top and then you cover it. But then when they don't cook at the same time, right? right no. So the meat would be really tough. Yeah. So the correct way to do that <laughs> is for example you put like turnip. So the things that will soak up the yeah. the flavor. Sometimes we do potato as well. Um dumplings because they take longer to cook. Yeah. And then when they start to um, simmer, then you put the beef or oh, the pork. And then they, maybe it, it cook a bit more vigorously. Yeah. And then you can put the vegetables. And then you take the vegetables out. So it's out, strategic. And then like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you should not put anything new in before you finish the last batch. Right. Otherwise, so it's like not 
like condemnation. It's yeah, not, it's, it's just, not and it's polite as well. Yeah, it? Just yeah. wait until everyone's yeah. ready to go again. I love it. So you, you get really, um, it's quite funny to, to have this with friends that you, there's always one or two people get told off for, <laughs> like, we're not ready yet. There's still something underneath. You don't, you should not, you should not touch that. Wait a minute. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, the next thing we were going to talk about was, um, the walk and the importance yeah. of it and why you use it. And I I've, I noticed on your Instagram and in your IG videos that you've got a nice little angle on your walk yeah. quite a lot. <laughs> do you use it for, uh, how, what percentage do you use it to cook? I use almost it? use it, um, yeah, every meal. Yeah. Whenever I do a stir fry, I, I, I use So I actually have, let me think, I have three walks. You've got three. <laughs> so a huge one, round bottom. So yeah. I've got a gas hob, first of all, not an induction, because I really like the Is it the Is your fire. gas hob specially adapted for the walk, or is it is it just... No, no, I no. don't have a walk ring. Yeah, walk ring. Yeah, yeah. it just it just fit, uh, but you can always, also you get can a get walk one, ring. Yeah. Um, induction hop is okay for stir fry as well. I I just I can just never get used to that. Right, yeah. That sort of hit, because quite instant. Yeah. It doesn't have that gradual um, feel of it. Um, so, yes, I have three walks. One is the huge one mm. um, that I normally cook, for example, uh, crab, stir-fry crabs, oh, yeah. and then lobster, things that have shelf and quite chunky, quite yeah. hard to toss. Um, so that, and then I have a, a smaller one, this flat bottom. Um, it can be round bottom as well, it doesn't really matter. So the flat bottom one you can obviously use on induction hob as well. Um, that one I cook normal stir-fry in it, okay. or maybe fry rice, um, um, vegetables, that sort of thing. And then I have a non-stick. So non-stick one, I, uh, it's easy. Yeah. So if I just want to do something quick, like quick fry egg, I would just, I just cook in there. Yeah. Yeah. On your videos, you, your sort of traditional one, which has been seasoned. Yeah. I yeah. think from lots of cooking, doesn't it? And it gets that lovely like patina. Of, yeah. Um, I don't use washing liquid, washing no. liquid in those wok. You just literally hot water a brush yeah get rid of all the sticky bits yeah. it doesn't really stick so i was gonna say because nothing yeah. seems to stick to it it looks yeah. like magic You're <laughs> and you put your eggs in there and it just kind of comes right away from the sides and yeah. i would think it would, it would stick straight to it but but i guess the because it's been seasoned and used so much it kind of creates its own non-stick surface yeah and one. i would always um dried it straight away yeah um don't let any water just dry on the side you you need to really use kitchen paper right. to dry this straight away so it's just like it treat dry. it with a bit of love as well exactly. and respect and now and again now and again put some oil on yeah. it and put it on the hob for a little bit and then make sure that it's all shiny and nice nice yeah oh i have to try it i'm gonna get myself <laughs> on i love them now you had quite an interesting search online of, of, of a few of these things um which is western influence cantonese food um, I was particularly interested in the pork chop rice. Yes. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. So um, I think this may be like a, just a Hong Kong thing. Yeah. So in Hong Kong, we got something called Cha Chan Ten. It literally means tea restaurant, but it's a really casual place. So it, you can have your breakfast, lunch, afternoon tea and dinner in there. Okay. And the menu is all kind of Western influence. So in breakfast, you get um, macaroni and ham in soup. Okay. Yeah, and then you will have the egg uh, scrambled egg sandwich I mentioned. Yeah. You can also get in there. 
you can have a hot meal tea or cold meal tea or lemon tea to go with that. That's the breakfast. Yeah. And lunchtime, you get pork chop rice, yeah. which is um, deep fried pork on rice with a tomato sauce and then cheese yeah. and then bake in the <laughs> oven. <laughs> So oh, the nuts. rice is also a fried rice. Oh, so right. it's amazing. It sounds absolutely delicious. <laughs> a bit crazy, yes. but yeah, good. Yeah, and, the, and then the uh, tomato sauce really tastes like a hand's tomato soup. <laughs> but thicker. Okay. So you can imagine the taste. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really comforting, yeah. but ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, and then you can also get steak with like spaghetti in black bean sauce. Okay. Like, that's... Sizzling, like sizzling. They will serve it on a cast iron like hot plate. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is really... And do you know who awesome. started doing this? Where it came from? I actually need to read that out. I, I yeah. don't know. But it's just there. Like, but it's been there when... for a long time. Yeah, was that it something is. that yeah. happened like what? The 60s, 70s? When yeah, maybe they... it was because Hong Kong was part of... Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. The, U- the... the UK, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that is heavily influenced. So it was going both well. ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just mad. I can't, I, I'll have to try that out. And actually. that French toast as well. Yeah. French toast is a thick piece of white bread. And yeah. then you put peanut butter in the middle. Okay. And then... <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you like egg, egg, it. egg it and then you fry it and then you put a bit of uh, butter on top, drizzle with golden syrup. Okay. It's crazy. This all sounds great to me. I'll be <laughs> in for it. Just the afternoon tea yeah. uh, is crazy. I love, but I, love, I love it. I just love all of it. And finally, I love your number 10 and I'm, I'm not going to say anything else other than read it out. Wonton mein is the best thing in the world. So yeah. you have to explain this. <laughs> so wonton mein is the, like my absolute favorite food ever. Okay. And you can't get it here. Like I've never been to any restaurants in in London that do good wonton noodles. But because it's not just about the noodles, it's mm. also about the wonton and also the broth. Okay. There's a specific um, sort of dry fish ingredient they put in the broth right. that give it that distinct taste. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's fishy, but but it is it, it it doesn't put you off. Okay, it just make you want more. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So so that that's the broth, and then the noodles is springy and thin egg noodles you cook just right a little bit bouncy when you yeah. chew it the wonton is just smooth <laughs> you go in your mouth and you, you require like maybe five like chewing then <laughs> and then every bite you can taste the the bounciness from the prawn yeah is amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Cherry's face at the minute is just like in raptures <laughs> of remembering. Yeah, there's I mean, one place in Hong Kong, it's yeah. on Wellington Street. Their wonton is just the perfect size. I mean, there are loads of different type of wonton noodles in Hong Kong, yeah. as in the size of it. Um, the one I like is like super big, uh, at least have three prawns in there. So yeah. you, you you need at least three mouthful to finish the, to finish the, it the, the mushroom. But right, o- sorry, not mushroom, sorry, uh, wonton. Um, the right opposite to that shop is a, is a very famous traditional uh, wonton noodles as well. But their, their, mo- 
the wonton is a lot smaller. It's right. more like one mouthful. They're equally popular. Yeah. So it just depends what you. So you can go to one one day and one the next. Yeah. Always <laughs> go for the bigger one, obviously. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Well, there's so much stuff there, Cherry. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us that's today. Okay. It's really fascinating, like <laughs> looking into Cantonese food and cooking. Um, so what's next? You got any plans for more supper clubs or? Yeah, so I did one supper club for uh, the Hackney Chinese Centre in a um, couple of months ago to raise money for, for them. Oh, great. And um, I've been trying to look for a venue right. more near home in South East London. Yeah. But it's quite hard to, to find one, so I may go back there yeah. and do another one before summer. Okay. Yeah. But will you, um, if people go to your Instagram, it's at Feed the Tongue. Yeah. They'll find your recipes, they'll find your lovely pictures, your videos. And I guess you will be able to tell people if you're going to do one on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And also I, I realized Cherry's written a great guide to Chinatown, which is on um, Hot Dinner's website. So go and check that out as well. You can find all of her favorite places in London's <laughs> Chinatown. But thanks again for coming to chat to us. You are very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.